Designing a great book cover. That's the topic here on Let's Get Your Book Published. I'm your host, Nicole Gabriel. Designing a great book cover. It's what sells the book. It's essential to the success of your overall book project. A good book cover is going to do the following. Immediately catches the attention of the reader. It really doesn't even have to be pretty. It just has to attract attention. It sells the book and the story. It communicates a message. Fits, it fits the genre. You want to make sure it's predictable and not surprising. It's better to fit in and sell books. It tells a story about the setting. It connects emotionally or resonates with the viewer. It gives the reader a sense of reward for their time investment. It gets the description read. It turns the viewer or the shopper into a buyer. It showcases a high-level end product when it's done professionally. So in other words, it doesn't look self-published. So you really want to hire a professional when you do a book cover. Because if it's all of those things, if it's that important, you want to make sure that you get somebody who doesn't just do this on occasion, but does it for a profession. You have to make sure you have a designer that knows the publishing industry. Pay attention to what the designer suggests as they know the industry. Don't worry about spending a whole lot of time explaining what the book is about or the content that is in the book. Sometimes it can actually even be better that the designer doesn't know the content in the book because the content on the cover is not always what sells the book. Since your cover designer doesn't get paid any royalties, they don't have a financial investment. But if they don't like what you're presenting, they aren't going to be too thrilled to market or promote your book. If you only plan to write one book in your lifetime, then you might want to listen to the advice of a designer that does this business day in and day out, all day long, especially if they've also written a book or many books. I've been designing books for the last six years and have worked in advertising or marketing for the first decade of my career. I have grown many businesses over the years and worked as an entrepreneur in industries from chiropractic to web and tech startups and to what I'm currently doing now. I've designed marketing pieces for all of these businesses and all have med been met with excellent reception. I've made a bunch of mistakes of my designs and I've overcome many limiting technology hurdles over the years to get to a leveling off or maturation point where I feel pretty confident in what I'm offering now. I study my industry in my sleep still. Those that know me know I'm not lying. I don't sleep a whole lot. I really love what I do. I have a I have sought this passion for many years in many industry with no avail. I'm happy today to say that I love what I do and I'm passionate about doing it. I'm always hopeful 
the client will get what they want in the end. But sometimes I do have to push back with my clients. Sometimes this requires a bit of refocusing and grounding and getting them back on track with their overall goals and objectives and back in alignment with their genre. Other common problems or issues that cause any headbutting to occur with my client projects is when they come to me with a lack of understanding of how the process works or have high expectation of a custom designed piece of artwork. The fact is that even the New York designers use stock images. The only way you're going to get around seeing elements of your cover somewhere else is to recolor them or to use some elements from a picture and overlay them with another or create your own imagery or photo. Maybe you know a great photographer or an artist that would sell you the digital rights. Doing something way off base will make it hard for readers to understand the message or genre of the book, making it hard to relate to. I had heard that the most popular sitcoms are the ones with a sense of predictability. The same holds true with a book. If a book is a bestseller and yours is similar in design or even title, you will get, you'll also look like a bestseller. I knew a coach that would always tell his clients to place a tropical beach scene on the cover, and it almost didn't matter what the book or genre were about. He wasn't aware of the current trends. As it would happen, the current trends were all about bold and blocky letters and bright colors and no images. If you spent time in the bookstore, you would know that. So go to the bookstore and educate yourself so you can better communicate with your designer. If your designer is a good one, they will already know the trends. And trust me, I spend a lot of time in bookstores. If you push them too hard and don't let them do their job, they'll give in to what you want. I've actually had to remove my name from the design of a few book projects I thought were not a showcase of my skill set and expertise. So what makes a bad design? Putting your own picture on the cover if you're not a celebrity. One of the biggest mistakes. If this is not done right, it basically tells people that you've written a memoir. There's a fine line between building a brand and an ego too. Trying to be different. You can try to pull this off if you have a strong platform already. You're trying to sell books, not make a reader try to figure out what you're doing or scare them away. Another bad design mistake, trying to be clever but not clear. Not everyone will get your symbol symbolism. Bad fonts, bad colors, or bad images. When your book looks self-published, that's another really bad design mistake. Another bad mis design mistake is when you have all the same fonts and all the same sizes. When it's not appropriate for the genre, that's one of the biggest problems that I see with my authors, 
is they like an idea or a concept because they want to sell it in one of their local bookstores or in a bookstore where they travel on vacation, but they want to speak on stage. Sometimes it doesn't look good in a bookstore if you also want to speak on stage. So be clear about the genre and be clear about what your objectives are. Having a bad title. Sometimes you can have a beautiful cover, but if you have a bad title, there are some tricks that you can do to make up for that with taglines and other information on the book. Another mistake, not altering a stock photo and finding another book that looks just like yours. If your designer is good, They're going to take that image and find some way to either overlay another, change the coloring, or cut out or add to some aspect of it so it doesn't look like everyone else's. What makes a good design? Well, packaging is everything. Pops of color or dark versus light. A clean cover with open space and not too much clutter. You want to have clean and unique fonts. If it's already installed on your computer and it's a predefined font that's set and everyone uses it, it's going to look self-published. So you want to go to some font websites and I'll give you those at the end of our podcast. The genre. Is it appropriate? It's okay to be cliche and give people the obvious and what to expect, because the whole idea is to sell books. It stands up against top best-selling books in its genre. And the final good design decision, photos sell more books than busy illustrations. So I want to talk a little bit about something that's more near and dear to my heart, but the law of attraction and how it relates to your book. I bring many years of various spiritual studies to my work, and one thing I began to notice with my books was that they tend to attract all the people that are in the like vibration with similar experiential stories to myself. There is a part of me that says the cover doesn't even matter at all because the vibration match will be there regardless. But the kind of natural level of care and concern you have for the cover and the content will draw the same. If you've studied the law of attraction of like attracts like, as you get clear on the message you're conveying, you'll notice your attraction mechanism is the book, but your vibration is you. Aligning the vibration visually with the reader will make it easier for them to find you. It's almost like a secret handshake or a beacon on a lighthouse in a storm. You'll attract all those meant to read your book. So my secret handshake message? Well, create the whole darn thing for you and get clear on that and watch who shows up. It's really fascinating. So the next area for book design we're going to talk about are the design elements. 
The words on your cover need to be a balance of descriptive enough to explain what you're presenting, but not too wordy that it becomes confusing. If you have a confusing title, sometimes you can make up for it with a more descriptive subtitle or tagline. If you're a new author, all the design elements need to be easily understood and clear, especially the title. Your name is not as important because you're not known yet, but it still needs to be seen so people can find you by the title or your name. You don't want to showcase too many letters or degrees after your name as you'll confuse the simplicity of finding you. If you are writing an academic book, it might be important. I personally left off my MBA or other certification degrees from my books because they didn't entirely relate to the content, and I always think it makes a book look a bit cluttered if it's not necessary. Business, self-help, inspirational, or other nonfiction book designs are a bit different than fiction, and they tend to be a bit, well, kind of dry and very basic, yet clever and appeal to the thinker or the business person or the mental state. It's not a judgment I'm making, but really more an an observation. The elements are a bit more vague and there isn't really a main character to highlight or a scene to paint, but there are a few ideas that can be taken from the more creative folks on the young adult or fiction books. In fact, if you're using your book to speak on stage or interact with large groups of clients, It's best to be very vague on both the cover design and even the interior content. You want to be neutral in your message when appealing to a large audience. Your message has to be a mix of motivation and encouragement, but not using any one particular method, tradition, or spiritual base to make sure that you're not offending anyone or contradicting a message by the organization you're in front of. Images have to be equally as vague. You can limit the audience by not being gender or race neutral or using the wrong symbols. Colors are generally solid and bold and bright, especially if the author is on stage. I've seen it stated that a nonfiction book refers to the mind and the fiction to the heart. Keywords are key. How good is your book if it can't be found? You can do a search of more of the more commonly searched words or items on the internet and use those to either place on the cover of the book or in the text on the shopping websites. This is a little bit sneaky, but sometimes you have to play the games to get noticed. You might place a bit of information in your book summary, like this book is comparable to Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love, and attract all of those that are looking for a similar read. Some experts say that you can put the word Kindle 
in your summary with a phrase like, it's available on Kindle, and you'll draw a huge audience. I know we're stretching it here, but trust me, you wouldn't be the first. Most people in, in the industry know about the power of these keywords. Carrying elements into the interior. Since I do the cover design and also the interior design, I always tell my clients, I don't like to start the interior layout of the book until the, all of the jacket details are worked through. I like to get a buy-off on the overall look and feel and colors and fonts and images prior to moving into the interior so that elements can be carried through. Let's say there's an image of an apple on the cover, then maybe something that gets placed on the interior might be uh, an apple or a tree. I like to use a font that's called a dingbat. It's kind of like a bullet point on the interior for the chapter heading pages or other special elements. You won't often find this kind of detail in a New York published book. This is good and bad. If you have too many special features, the interior is going to look a bit self-published. So you want to use these in moderation. Less is always more. You want to really pull yourself back from too much of anything all the way around. Clean and simple will always pop more than too much crammed into a small space on the cover design or the interior. I know that you're excited about your project and you want to share the excitement with family and friends. But don't ask family and friends. I can guarantee you that mom and dad will tell you everything you're doing is great and your friends will think they know you and influence the design and what they know about your past and who you've been but not always are they going to understand who you're trying to be or become or exactly what you've been through or experienced in every facet of your life. They may not even have read the content of the book or even be the right demographic to make a comment. People have less favorite images and colors and may not like your choices. Showing everyone is going to confuse you and slow down the whole project. And the fact is, no one is going to agree. If you have clearly defined all of your goals and objectives, then you should not be confused at this stage. And remember that the goals and objectives here are to also figure out the best-selling environment, and that may even influence the design and you have not educated your friend about this. The function may outweigh the form. But you may not entirely understand what is appropriate for the genre, what the trends of the genre or book industry are, or just have limited or no understanding. Please stay focused on your goals that you've worked so hard to define and only show either your most trusted advisors, your spouse, or someone that has professional design or industry experience. You're not locked in and can change your cover in your next print run, so let it go and don't worry. Considering distribution channels. 
Unless you're doing events or speaking, the only way you have to showcase your book is on retailer websites like Amazon. So consider the market where your book will be available. You only get a thumbnail view. Does your book stand out? Some authors actually design for the environment you're selling your book in. If someone can't see the words, they'll click because they like the image. Can they see it? Currently, most self-help books are shouting with big, bold letters and bright colors and no images at all. The author name will show in the words below the thumbnail of your book, so it's the title that is key. If you do nothing else, get that title right and get it to pop. So where do we start? When you want to begin working with a cover designer, you might want to do just a little bit of research before you make that call. You can take a look at stock photos. Here's a few sites that you can take a look at. 123rf.com, bigstockphoto.com, depositphotos.com, istock.com, photodune.com, and shutterstock.com. All of these services have varying prices and different quality. If you get a 300 DPI photo, it should be fine for most of your book needs. So what do you provide to your designer to get started? You want to start by providing them with the title, the subtitle, the tagline, the author name, any colors or fonts for your brand, a link or number of any of the stock photos that you found that you like, any overview or keywords that will describe your book, the size of your book and the format. Is it 6x9, hardcover, or softcover? The desired page count that you have in mind for your finished product. The genre, which is very important. Objectives and industry used in. Where are you actually using this book? And how are you using it? Most designers will give you a couple of sample images to get you started. Don't get too upset if your designer provides you with some samples that you're not real crazy about. You'll be able to go back and forth all the way up until you hit that print button, so you still have time. There's always so much more to say, but that's our podcast on designing a great book cover. Be sure to pick up a copy of my book, Let's get your book published or call me, Nicole Gabriel, for coaching. Good luck on your book project. <laughs>